I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Today's match is in the books, and we're breaking it down. This is your RSL post-match show on the RSL Radio Network. All right, welcome in to the RSL post-game show here on the RSL Radio Network. Myself, Spencer Wall. My partner, as always, Lauren Beck. Along for the ride, we'll have post-game interviews. We'll read your tweets, maybe. Have you ever tweeted anything out? Uh, Lauren's depressed, guys. I, you know it's bad when I'm like this. <laughs> RSL falling 3-0 at home to the Houston Dynamo. Uh, goals from Corey Baird, former RSL man, in the ninth minute. Uh, David Steres in the 29th minute. And then Cascaria uh, in the 75th minute as RSL huffed and puffed. Um yeah, a rough one tonight for RSL. That is now three games lost in all competitions on the trot. Ten goals conceded, just one scored. A really, really tough uh, run right now. And, uh, yeah, just giving Houston Dynamo just their second win on the road in Major League Soccer in 2023. A rough night for the second highest crowd in RSL history. Uh, the fans will be going home Uh Rightly disgruntled, and uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, what you think? What what went wrong tonight? Um, obviously, um, one one of the things that kind of stood out to me, and, and maybe to all you guys as well, and, and you, Lauren, the press. The press was just very disjointed, and when they beat the first press, the midfield weren't anywhere to be seen. Uh, it was such an easy. Uh, 90 minutes, to be honest with you, for uh, Houston Dynamo, which is incredibly disappointing. Once we've become, we've become really, really used to this team, Lauren, win, lose or draw, giving 100% and making a fight of it, and they didn't tonight. Yeah, and, and Arsenal struggled at home this season, but looking at their last four um, home games, they were finding their form and playing a lot better, and it's just uh, disheartening to look at these last few matches you go back to you know, the three the three nil win against seattle in the first round of the league's cup 
the 3-0 loss to Monterey, the 3-1 win to Leon, against Lyon in League Cup, and that 3-1 when you're thinking, okay, we're back on track. It was just a fluke against Monterey. They're very good, whatever. But then you go to L.A. and lose. You lose to Houston twice now, conceding, as you said, 10 goals in the last three matches. It, it feels like a different team. And, and at this point, I, I still was a little bit on, the, on board with we're just really missing Pablo Ruiz. No. S- something has changed in this locker room. I don't know what it is, but something has happened <laughs> in the last, I don't know, m- month, I guess, that it, it, things just aren't clicking the way that they were, and and they've, they've got to find that. You, we talked about this off the air on Wednesday it's so hard to go into fall finding that momentum in my opinion like you you've got to go into it with the momentum and right now Real Salt Lake it doesn't it's not there it feels like the weather delay did take a bit out of the sails of Real Salt Lake they found it again a little bit later but they were really pressing when that weather delay hit and then you come back and you have to adjust and Houston started a little bit strong there and RSL found their footing but just never really looked dangerous even when they had all the possess- all that possession and were all of those passes and were in Houston's half it at no point did it feel like we're breaking through yeah it's really disappointing that we'd love to hear you your guys thoughts on tonight's performance against Houston Dynamo a 3-0 loss here at America First Field for the Claret and Colwell although they were in the gold and blue tonight obviously uh kick uh childhood cancer uh we saw the teddy bears come on at halftime which is awesome i love yeah. that uh we've got the unified game that's about to to kick off so i'm excited to to watch those guys as we chat to you and obviously have the press conference we are though going to head to our first break you're listening to the post game show here on the rsl radio network it's the story of an american held in a dark venezuelan prison then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up they pointed their guns at me and this is the point where i thought I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back into the RSL post-game show here on the RSL Radio Network. I almost said pre-game show, and that would have been absolutely awful if we had to start a game now. Um, scores from around the league earlier today. Atlanta United getting a 4-0 victory against Nashville. Charlotte getting a 2-1 victory over LAFC, which makes today's uh, uh, result even more disappointing uh, for Real Salt Lake fans and the club. Uh, Cincinnati getting a 3-0 victory over NYCFC. Columbus beating Toronto 2-0. DC United losing 3-1 at home against Philadelphia Union. Montreal uh, getting a 1-0 win against New England Revolution. Um, New York Rebels losing 2-0 at home to Inter Miami. Yes, Lionel Messi Scored, even though he didn't start. Uh, Orlando getting a 2-1 home victory against St. Louis, which also makes it a little bit dis- more disappointing because it would be lovely to close the gap on St. Louis at oh, the top of the was, West. Was, today dis- was tonight disappointing? It was very disappointing. Weird. Dallas getting a late winner against Austin, a 1-0 victory there over at Toyota Stadium, Kansas City. 
winning 3-0 at home against San Jose Earthquakes. As we know, RSL falling 3-0 at home late into the last two games of the night. LA Galaxy have just gone 3-0 up against Chicago Fire. Billy Sharp, the Sheffield United legend, uh, getting a uh, penalty to make it 3-0 there. Portland currently losing 3-2 at home against Vancouver Whitecaps. RSL's next opponent. Is that right? Or did I just talk absolute nonsense? Um, Portland? Yeah, it is Portland, right? Yeah, Portland yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, hopefully RSL can find some form because, uh, yeah, they we're getting into the business end. Just nine games left of the season. When you look wow. at the conference standings, Lauren, RSL currently still in third. Yeah, and everyone's uh, played 25 that's around them. Yes. Seattle just a point behind. They do play tomorrow, so they could, we could, RSL could find themselves in fourth when it's all said and done. But still plenty to play for. And if anything, we know that this t- RSL team can turn around poor form when you look at the start of the season, Lauren. Uh, yes, I'm looking for positives. But yes, this team can find a rhythm. And uh, again, there must be adjusting without Paulo Ruiz. Uh, but the chopping and changing, I think it might just be catching up with uh, with after all the good work they've done in the, in the middle part of the season. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just, again, disappointing to, to lose Pablo. Um, he was here at the stadium tonight, both crutches, big old knee brace. It's, it, it is going to be a while till we see him, um, which, again, really unfortunate, but you have to move on from that at, at some point. I think Nelson Palacio um, had a solid game tonight. I enjoyed his play. I would love to see him and uh, Ojeda get a bit more time together, but I it it doesn't. You can see that Chicho's frustrated. Um, I don't think things are going the way he had hoped or thought that they would. And, but I think that that goes for pretty much everyone on the team at the moment. But for him, it's so visible and. It, it just is, it was so fun. <laughs> you know, the team was having fun. Everyone was enjoying it, and it just feels like it's, we've crashed here. And I just don't I, – I refuse to believe that this is – that this is the real Real Salt Lake that we've seen these last couple of games. No, no, no. I think you, you, we, you hit the nail on the head there, Lauren. We, we've seen a team that wasn't quite at its peak, but certainly uh, entertaining, scoring goals, very good at the back, um, and and constant ninety-minute performances. You know, sixty-minute performances, and then being very smart during the game, killing the game off, and, and doing uh, the right things, and then obviously picking up some phenomenal results on the road, which really helped as RSL really did struggle in the early part of the season, especially here at America First Field. We'd love to hear your thoughts tonight um, on tonight's game. Please uh, shoot or respond to Lauren's tweet at Lars underscore MM. We'd love to get some of your thoughts. Uh, Lauren, did you have anything for us? Yes. um, At Carter Page responded to my tweet. He said, agree that something might be up in the locker room. Confidence and morale have plummeted. Gomez's story he posted near the start of the weather break also maybe points to conflicts. Not sure, but everything is not so fun right now. If you have not seen uh, Andres Gomez's Instagram story, I don't know if it's still up. It might be. Check. If it isn't, uh, uh, the RSL show um, posted it on their Twitter. It's basically just, it's three emojis. It's the crying, laughing, like sideways face, the 
like nervous laughter emoji and a clown emoji. Um, this was in the during the weather delay while they were in the locker room. Um, there's no context provided. Um, he did not play tonight. Yeah. 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 It's it's not a not a good look. Um, another one from at RSL for life eighteen. Houston outclassed us at every position on the pitch tonight. Deserved loss on our part. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Spot on. Yeah. <laughs> and at El Diamante 3, all I can say is, what on earth was that? Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. To be honest with you, we, we, and, and spot on with regards to what was that. And Houston, absolutely phenomenal. And, and you know, tip of the cap to, to Ben Olsen because what he's done. Again, this is a guy that I thought got a free ride at DC United for so long because they were so awful for so long. And I was like, how, how has he still got a job? Proof is in the pudding. Go away. Uh, hone your craft. And has turned around a mess of a Houston Dynamo in in six months. And I, I, I you know, absolutely tip the cap. They are in the kind of form and playing the type of game that RSL was throughout June and July. Mm-hmm. Um, very dominant. Very quick. Um Moved as a pack, moved as a unit, um, got numbers forward, and then ultimately getting numbers back uh, to to defend. And RSL really, as we said, huffed and puffed. They're going through a bit of a rough time. It happens, those peaks and troughs. You yeah. go up the highs and lows. We're just hoping Wednesday can't come soon enough, and hopefully RSL can get some fluidity back where they're showing some signs of life because they've done an amazing job. Uh, in the league so far, and uh, and if they can, then obviously we're all dreaming of fighting for the Western Conference title. That's yeah. what we want. I still think, you know, start of the season, I thought if they scraped into the playoffs, as per usual, that would be pretty darn solid. But after these signings, you've got to think that they've got to be at least a top four, top three. Um, but it's just stuttering at this moment in time. Well, going back to morale, locker room, whatever seemingly maybe up in there it there were there's a lot of conversation around Jefferson Severino when he wasn't traveling with the team for a few games um and if he was being a diva or whatever that may have been and if there's one thing I've learned about this team and the culture of this team over the last nine years that I have been doing this it's that that is not acceptable behavior so if there is something going on in the locker room if there is a, pr- a player who is a problem that will be worked out and they may just be trying to give it time like they did with plata like they did with ochoa to turn it around but at the end of the day that will be that will be taken care of because it's not something that's tolerated in the organization um so hopefully sooner rather than later if if that is what's happening um I don't want to speculate because I haven't heard anything. When when it was happening with Plata and with Ochoa, we were hearing it, and we're not mm-hmm. hearing anything on this. So I, it's pure speculation. The Instagram post is it very well could just be Andres being immature and upset about something, and that happens, and that's okay. Um, but Or for, like, the ridiculous amount of delayed yeah, maybe it's, yes, well. it's three or four um, delayed games. It very well could just be about that as well, cl- clowning about the weather. I don't know. Um, but, at the, yeah, at the end of the day, this this team, we've seen such good performances out of them, and I believe that they can find it again. But they've got to work through whatever this is. And if it's Pablo Ruiz being out, 
that concerns me probably more than anything else if you can't move past that as a team. Yeah. Uh, the issue is for me, obviously, there is an opportunity for someone to step up and, and replace them. Again, yeah. as Matt Taylor said in, uh, with DJ and PK uh, Friday morning, uh, yesterday morning, it's not going to be like for like. You're not. Yeah. But there is an opportunity there. Uh, and there is an expectation um, to, to work hard and, and, and figure things out. The issue that I'm also having right now, Lauren, with this team is the fact that we've seen this team throughout the congested uh, period where people come in and out and everybody has performed and to a certain to their level but they've always known what their job is and again it's not working right now so very very far too early to hit the panic button yeah. if anyone can figure this out and get morale up I have total trust in this coaching staff because of the way they've gone about things uh, and the, the what, what we've seen uh, throughout the summer months. 100%. And, and you have to think that the, the holdup on this post-game press conference is an absolute spectacle of a post-game locker room meeting with this team and this coaching staff. Um, I, I'm, I'm 100% on board with you on that one. If there's anybody that's pulling this team out of it, it, it Pablo and his coaching staff, I think, uh, just as human beings and coaches, um, I, I admire their attitudes and the things that they've been, they've done, and and hopefully they can figure it out. Um, but, man, it's a stinker. A real, two, three stinkers in a row. The LAFC one I'm not as concerned about. As much as as much as these last two results, to be honest, the LAF like that that one stung because it was four to zero and we were coming off like a couple of pretty fun games. Um, but these last two are are the ones I'm looking at with much more concern because there is I while Houston has been quite good this this season and they seem to be figuring it out. For me, there's no reason why we should be losing to Houston two games in a row, um, especially one of those being at home. LAFC, I I kind of just brush off any bad results against LAFC because they just they have our sales number and they probably always will and that's fine. Boom. But Houston, I I that's where I have issue and that's where I am concerned. Props to Corey Baird for getting his first goal against RSL and going full send on the celebration. Um, it it felt like that was definitely coming after his goal was called back on Wednesday. I think I said to uh, RSL show host Josh uh, Clark that that almost felt a bit uh, written in the stars for, for him tonight to score at America first field against RSL. But again, I, these two results more so than the Monterey and LAFC results are what's concerning for me. We are 12 minutes into the unified game going on between Real Salt Lake and Houston 0-0. And we do have head coach Paolo Mastorini. Houston went right down the field with the ball the first couple times they had it in the first two minutes. It really looked like the team was struggling from the get-go. Is that a fair assessment? Um, yeah. I think they the, – again, I, I think the, uh, the the leftover from from the uh, midweek game was definitely there in the, in, in the first, you know, few minutes. I, I think we got we, – we, we worked our way into the game. Um. But I think the, the the goals that we conceded were disappointing. 
Um, again, if their number's up in the box, if they're, you know, but there were two goals that were so containable. Um, and, and again, I think the group lacks a little bit of confidence at the moment, given the, the, the re recent results. Um, and, and so it's now working our way back into the group that we'd been all season. Um, and, and that's a challenge for us. Uh, but, but, but as far as what we wanted to achieve on the day, and obviously it's after it's 2-0, um, I, I was really proud and pleased with the performance. The one thing that we lacked is a little bit of polish, and that comes from a bit of confidence, whether it's uh, manipulating the ball, passing through the lines, or, or our finish. Uh, we just lacked a little bit of polish. But as far as the general run of play, um, the repressing, um, I thought was some of the best we've had all year um, and not letting them get into the game again, moving, getting one game better from the Houston game um, where we didn't have the ball and we were defending for 90 minutes. Right. And so that part, the, the one thing with, with, with being a player is you got to believe that when you step on that field, you're going to win that game from the start. And, and if you don't, you can see two goals like we did. Right. Um, and that, again, that's a natural human response after not getting a couple of results in LAFC, Houston, and, 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 and obviously tonight. And so um, the important thing is, um, like I told the guys, you guys didn't get here because you're a poor group of soccer players. And you don't go on the run that we did for three months because you're a poor group of soccer players. But if you feel sorry for yourself, you'll never get to where you were. And, and when we're in that run of form, we're scoring goals, we're defending great, um, and that's the confidence thing. And, and, and again, I, I feel that there's a lot of things that we did today that, that are a great foundation from the team we've been in the last couple games, LAFC and Houston, that were exhibited tonight. Now we just got to put it all together and uh, go to Houston and, and, and get a result, or go to Portland and get a result. It seemed like the bright spot was the team's ability to press and win the ball in ourselves attacking third. And the downside was not really having a clear idea what to do once they'd won the ball within 25 or 30 yards of goal. Yeah, I think the, the execution wasn't there tonight. I think we, we, we gave away so many silly balls in the middle of midfield. Um, and again, that, that starts the, the, the wheels turning again. Um, I think when we're at our best, we're winning the ball, playing quickly, playing forward, breaking lines, and going to goal. Um, so from um, I, the, the way that that I see it is not from a footballing perspective. It's from a human perspective. And so n nothing can be expressed on the football field if there is not this confidence within each individual player, and, and you won't see it. Um, and so – the, the challenge for us is, is the, you know, is to take the good things. Look at, look at the moments that change games, which are the goals, which, again, were completely preventable, which were numbers, were, were even numbers. And it comes down to communication. It comes down to making good decisions defensively. Um, and, and that has a huge effect. Um, but, but, again, I think, you know, the, the – because then it carries on to the attacking part, as, as, as you're mentioning, which is – Sometimes when, when I'm feeling confident, I'll always create a good angle for the player on the ball. When I'm not confident, I might hide behind the guy because I don't want to be the guy that's responsible for losing the game.
So it's again, you can you can, the, the 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 feeling in the locker room is is not that all of a sudden we don't know how to play soccer. The feeling in the locker room is I feel bad for myself because of we haven't gotten we haven't had good results in the last couple of games. But, but but again, I think in these times it's really important to be really unemotional, be very clear, be very positive in the things that we do well, correct the things that we're not doing well. And and that's how we got out of it at the beginning of the year, and that's how we'll get out of it now. Is this really the same set of problems you had at the beginning of the year? I mean, the the numbers in those two losing streaks are pretty similar. Uh, yeah, I would say it's similar. And, I, you know, I, again, I, I think, again, I think the biggest thing for us as well at the moment is the loss of Pablo. And that's really easy to, to just throw out there. But if you look at what Pablo's been able to do for us this year, and he wasn't available for the first part of the season um, because he was getting some paperwork done and whatever else was happening, um, our ability to to build from the back, to make incisive passes, um, to score goals, to assist, it'd be like Houston missing Herrera. They'd be a completely different team. And so I don't want to dismiss the fact that he's been an integral part of what we've been able to do, especially through our run. Um, and, and now we're asking everyone to put in a couple, couple more percentages as when we have the ball, when we don't have the ball, the way he was pressing. Right. Um, and so that's, that's a real thing as well. And, 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 you know, when, you know, and, and, and again, I think his ability to break lines, play beyond, and now we're asking, you know, Jasper, Nelson and Ojeda to be that. And it's a big burden to carry. I mean, there's very few people as we've talked throughout the year that can hit a diagonal from standing 40, 50 yards. There's a, there's very few players in this league that can break lines the way he does. There's very few people that have a left foot like he does. So that, that's a real thing as well. And, and, and we've got to figure out a way with the guys that we have to, to, to make up for that. But that's a, obviously a big, big miss. Uh, you mentioned Nelson right there. I'm curious what you saw from him in his first extended minutes uh, with the team. Yeah, I, th- I, I think it was. I think he had a good performance. Um, I thought at times he was dropping a little bit deep onto our back line when it wasn't necessary. So is it lack of communication from our center backs, or just you know his awareness to like to know that we want to get pressure on the ball? I think as he moved higher up the field, we were able to win more balls. Um, I thought his passing was 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 good on the night. Um, and and again, it's 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 a it's a different league. It's 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 requ- we require more um, high velocity actions repetitively the way we want to play. And I think it's going to take some time. But I think tonight he, he played a good game. And then um, after that that third goal, I think I saw you you know try and encourage the guys, maybe yell out to a couple of them. Are there specific guys on the team or who on the field that moment that you can kind of turn to and say, hey, we need you to kind of lead this, if we're going to turn things around, to lead this turnaround? I don't think it's any one individual. I think it's a, it's a collective. You know, I think, again, when you're, when you're in a bad way, you throw a ball to a teammate who's facing his own goal and, and put him in a bad spot. And then your teammate makes a poor choice to try to play out of that. But again, I think it goes back to the human part. I think when you're in a good run of form, you switch that point because you already know Bodie's open on the weak side. And, and those are things that we talked about. So, um, again, I think there's not one individual that that 
I think can, can move us beyond where we're at. I think it's a collective. I think you have to get a result in Portland. I th- it's, it's the next result that matters, right? And, and I think that's going to change psychology. Because I can, you know, like I said, there's, there's a lot of good performances tonight. Um, but we lost 3-0. And so, you know, who, who – and we didn't score, right? So it's not like someone's on fire at the moment that, that we can really – that has the, the bandwidth to, like, put the team on their back. Uh, that, that I don't think that would be fair. We have to find a way as a collective um, to play as well as we did in moments in games, but to, to be killers in front of goal. And, and, and unfortunately tonight it wasn't our night. Pablo, over the course of the last five games, um, Arsenal has been outscored 14-4. to four. Uh, It seems like the team is a little bit more susceptible to conceding on uh, the transition and uh, some mistakes. What has changed for this team defensively over the course of the last couple of games? I... Yeah, I mean, that's the easy, the easy answer to that is Pablo. Because when you have the ball and you're dangerous with it, and you're, then teams have to respect that. And, and we can switch the point of attack easier, better. Um, but, you know, we've, we've played some difficult teams, right? Monterey isn't an easy opponent. LAFC isn't an easy opponent. Playing Houston at home or away, not an easy opponent. I think the frustrating one is tonight because because I, I feel like the the group was ready, um, but when you concede two goals early, obviously it changes those moments change games. Um, so, you know, I, again, I, for me, it's really important to be really clear with um, what we need to improve on um, tactically. But again, tactics are the last thing expressed. It's the human part that has to have, and you you have to believe in yourself. Tactics are the last thing. Tactics is what you see Man City doing, what you see the, the, the best teams express. Why? Because they're confident and they're doing it and they believe and they go. But when you're in a tough run of form and you're conceding a lot of goals to your point, you're more concerned. You, you go into self-preservation mode as a player. I don't want to be responsible here. Therefore, the movements that I had when I was confident no longer exist, which means the options for the player on the ball are few and far between. And Pablo, lastly, I guess like you mentioned that Portland is going to be a big, um, a big game for you guys. You guys need to go get the result. What needs to change for you guys, I guess, in the transition um, to go out and kind of contain this Portland team who's come to this one in not the best of form? Again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it again. You know, we, we have to be – and tonight we were better on the ball than we were in Houston, right? And it could be game state. It could be different. But, but, but I, felt, I felt we were braver. I felt our center backs looked forward. I felt our outside backs were in good positions. And then we get into the final third, and it wasn't the cleanest in, in the final third, right? So from, a, from an attacking perspective, that part we want to clean up. Better pictures ahead of the ball for, for our outside backs or our pivots when we're in advanced positions, um, which will then help us, which will help put us in positions to score more goals. Defensively, and, and I can go back through this run of form, there's been so many individual mistakes that you're not fixing anything tactically. Like tonight, the first goal, we're in, we're in good positions. We're two two we're two v two inside the box. There's it's not like there's a three v two and you have to make a decision. You just got to stay with your man. And you have to see the ball on the man, and you and you snuff out that fire. 
right? It, it wasn't like it was a transition where they're going 3v2 from midfield. It's isolated in the wide area. There's one guy in the box. There's one. There's one. There's not 20. So that's that's that part of the, the thing. And so when I go back and I look at all these goals that we've conceded, some of them own goals, some of them, you know, in Houston where we, you know, we play back in the box on, on, on the first goal, just uncharacteristic mistakes, which then again leads me to what I'm saying about confidence and, 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 and that. You don't, you look at the guys on the back line and they've been soldiers and they've been warriors and they've been unbelievable defenders all year long. So what's changed? Well, lack of results, losing a key member in the middle of midfield. And, and so, again, when you want to talk about soccer, you got to first talk about life and you talk about the human being and how he's affected. And then think about the decisions. But again, the second goal, we have plus three. And all of a sudden, we're, we're, we're not aware of like where we're meant to be when the ball's at the top of the box and we have guys moving towards the ball and leaving 2v1. So, so we, we're going to look at that and we're going to do that. But you know, it's, it's really simple to fix those things in practice. It's another thing to fix those things in real time when the bullets are flying. So. Any more questions in English? Really? Yep. Pablo, obviamente que, que este resultado te, te pone mal. Ahora pensar en Portland. No está viviendo un buen momento. Hablas del juego colectivo, de que el equipo tiene que ser colectivo, pero a veces un hombre marca la diferencia y Pablo puede ser el hombre que estamos ahora nosotros necesitando. Pero alguien que se acerque a lo que es Pablo o que por lo menos tú crees que pueda reemplazar a él para que volvamos, porque la transición de un estilo de juego va a pasar varios y ahorita no estamos para eso. Necesitamos hacer algo más pronto. Eh... Claro, en, en este momento eh, yo creo que el Pablo es un jugador clave y ahora vemos que la, la, cómo influyó el, nuestro estilo, uh, los cambios, las asistencias, los goles, la, la habilidad de pre, pre, presionar el balón, fueron cosas que él lo hacía normal, o sea, es parte de, de ser Pablo. Eh, para pedir que un jugador nos resuelva este problema, Sería, no sería eh, justo. Ahora, si tenemos que cambiar el sistema, va a afectar 11 jugadores. Tenemos dos días para preparar para el porno. Estamos hablando de todo el sistema. Y cuando está en el cuarto con los, los entrenadores, es muy fácil porque son... Eh, son, eh, ¿cómo se dice? Uh, magnets, ¿cómo se dice? Magnets. En, 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 la, en la pizarrón. Y lo podemos ver. Y tiene una gran idea. Si jugamos tres atrás, y jugamos cinco. Pero son humanos. En cualquier sistema, si no tiene confianza, son las mismas personas jugando otro sistema que ponen un poco de duda. Y con más duda que ya tienen. O sea, cuando el equipo está funcionando muy bien, ahora puede cambiar cualquier jugador y el sistema funciona sin pensar. Pero cuando un jugador no tiene confianza, lo último que quiero hacer es confundir el jugador. 
¿Por qué? Porque en cualquier otro sistema, los trabajos son muy específicos. Necesita tiempo para trabajar en eso. Y no, nosotros venimos jugando de un sistema todo el año. Y, no, y hemos logrado lo lindo. Pero en este momento eh, eh, andamos un poco mal. Y como lo pienso yo, eh, si cambio, es como decir que no confío en el sistema. ¿Por qué? Porque en este momento los jugadores no están, no, no, no están jugando con demasiada confianza. Y en cualquier otro sistema son los mismos jugadores. Por esto decía, quieres jugar con el mismo sistema, pero ¿hay alguien que esté cerca a lo que hace Pablo en tu mentalidad, en lo que has visto? No sé, vos, si, si vos tenés una idea, este, mira, tenemos tres pivotes, he jugado los tres en los últimos tres partidos. O sea, lo, lo que estamos trabajando es cómo hacemos en este momento que juega más simple, que muevan el balón más rápido, que están buscando para adelante como Pablo, como recibe así cuerpo perfilado. Esas son cosas que estamos trabajando. Y si vos ves los partidos anteriores, cualquier pivote que jugó con Pablo andaba muy bien. So, para, para la, la respuesta es, vamos a seguir intentando. Y a lo mejor cambiamos una cosa, perdón, una cosa en el sistema, pero yo creo que no es tema táctica, es tema humano. Y el trabajo de, del cuerpo técnico es llenar los pibes con toda la confianza para mostrarle los momentos en este partido que jugamos bastante bien y corregir los errores que hicimos defensivamente. ¿Por qué? Porque tenemos un goleador en, en, en Chicho, en Danny, en Ando. Pueden hacer goles. La problema que tenemos es cómo, cómo hacemos para darle los balones en posiciones peligrosas. Y eso lo vamos a trabajar. Pero para mí, para, para terminar, los derrotas no me asustan, me motivan. Me motivan. Porque siempre, porque el partido ya pasó. No podemos cambiar el resultado, no podemos cambiar nada del partido. Pero para mí, ya estoy pensando qué vamos a hacer en el entrenamiento, cómo lo vamos a hacer para, para subir el, el espíritu del grupo. Y eso me da, me da alegría siendo un entrenador, porque lo vivimos hace seis meses atrás. Y vamos a subir como subimos seis meses atrás. Gracias. Bueno, gracias. 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 First and foremost, welcome to Real Salt Lake. Um, how was it just to be out there and get your first minutes uh, for the team? I mean, for me, it feels really good. I mean, I wish it would have been under better circumstances, but to make my debut tonight, it was really proud moment for me and for my family and for all my loved ones. So it was definitely something great. Now for a lot of the fans that don't 
necessarily know either your style or the type of person you are. What kind of person do you characterize yourself as? And what would you say is the, the most defining characteristics of your play? Uh, the most defining characteristics of my play, I would say like passing, my aggression, uh, winning the ball, tackling, uh, every challenge is like winning duels and just getting the ball back for my team, like doing whatever it takes to get the ball back for my team and just keep possession, win aerial duels and just do the right things, the simple right things. That's what I always try to do. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, when you first heard that Real Salt Lake was interested in you, what was your first reaction uh, about coming here to Utah? Uh, maybe it's just another rumor as usual. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hearing about these stuff for years now. <laughs> then when did it become real for you? When did it feel real? No, nah, I was like, it started growing like days and days. I keep hearing about it and weeks. I'm like, oh, this might actually happen. So instead of it being like a, a rumor now, I started learning that it was like, yeah, it was definitely like a possibility. And I mean, even when it was like a rumor, I was definitely like super interested. I, I, even if it's like a rumor, I really want it to happen. So, but it's a, it's a reality. And right now I'm really happy to be here. So. And was that excitement specifically for RSL or just to kind of make it finally to Major League Soccer, to MLS? I mean, to make it to Major League, yeah. Major League Soccer for sure. But definitely coming to RSL, a team who... I've been doing like really good, um, challenging, and they were like challenging for different trophies and 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 everything before I came here. And I just I talked and I observed and I watched what was going on and I saw like the project that was here. I talked to like people that were here and the project that they have here that really was like a an interest. And as soon as I learned what was going on here, I was definitely interested awesome anything else sean <laughs> if i can find the mic here uh, uh no i i just uh watching you in in usl play you played a lot of the six a lot of defensive midfield i couldn't help but notice tonight obviously you came on for a center back where do you feel kind of most comfortable on the field do you you look like a, like an mls center back uh <laughs> if you don't mind me saying so but do, nah, you, do you see yourself as more one position or the other or do you feel a little bit more versatile i guess um i'm i see myself like as a versatile player um i don't i won't limit myself and say i'm gonna only play this position i'm gonna only play that position um, I feel comfortable playing uh, either, and uh, for me, it's just like helping the team. So wherever I can help the team, if the, the coaches see me fit to help the team, like in the midfield or in the defense, wherever they see me fit, then that's what I'll do. I'll, like I told you guys earlier, I'll do anything to help the team. So if it's defense or midfield, I'm down to do it. Even that too. If he said Kev. <laughs> Go up front. Then wherever he wants me, wherever he thinks that I can, I can help the team. I'm gonna do it, and I'm always give my best. So that's something that you guys can always expect. Awesome. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. All right, no problem. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin.
It for the interviews, maybe. Maybe. Fingers crossed. You like Kevin already. I do. I, I listen. Jamaicans are close to my heart, you know. <laughs> just because John Barnes for Liverpool, <laughs> even though he would play for England, he was Jamaican. You know, bit of Bob Marley, and now grow up on that kind of stuff. So Jamaicans <laughs> are close to my heart. I love them to bits. Uh, the fact that he's here and he's ready to grasp his opportunity, uh, positive, particularly in a time where RSL. Uh, are struggling. Um, obviously, Eric Holt out. Brian Vera not available tonight. Um, you know, we were short there. Um, hopefully, uh, he can add some depth there and, and get a sniff and, and maybe grasp an opportunity. Uh, that's it for the uh, player interviews. Um, so it was just Kevin Lambert uh, that they had on tonight after Pablo Mastroeni. Uh, before we go to break, though, Lauren, going back to Pablo Mastroeni, mm. I feel so much better after that interview. Yeah. Just because certain things are fixable, certain things are a human element, and he kind of just breaks it down of where we can improve and what we have to overcome. Yeah, and he did point a lot to uh, Ruiz being out, which, again, I I understand it, but it, it still concerns me so much that it that it's that much of a problem to, for him to be missing. Um but again, I think if there's someone that can fix, um, fix, it may not be the right word. Um, adjust, adapt. It, it, yes, help this locker room through those, the, any issues that are like mentality. I do think it is this coaching staff. And we did get, um, feel free if you don't have Twitter to message me on Instagram. It's the same exact handle. Um, Ashley messaged me. Uh, she said, I want to know why you're so on board with the coaching staff. Our struggles uh, at the beginning of the season were due to inconsistent and terrible lineups, and that's our problem now. I know he's trying to figure out what to do with Ruiz gone, but we can't have the lineup we did today and expect a result. And I, I, did, I didn't love the, the lineup today. I, I would agree um, in that regard that there are certainly some players that started tonight that I wasn't particularly excited about. Um, but again, I think that after hearing it from Pablo as well, it's unfortunate that it's coming down so much to Pablo Ruiz being out, but he was a very impactful player um, throughout the summer and throughout this that run of success for Real Salt Lake. So I think it's just going to be a matter of giving the team a bit more time to adjust to, because it, it, as we said earlier, it's not, a, it, there's not a like for like here. So the, the adjustment isn't just, oh, yeah, we don't, well, now someone else has to play. You have to adapt to the players on the field and what they're able to do. And you don't have another player like Pablo Ruiz on this team. Are we going to forget about the two, three months that we've just had as well, though? Because it was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's been chops and changes. When you look at it, we played Wednesday night. We played Saturday night. We're playing Wednesday night again, then Saturday again. Um there's got to be a use of the squad and there's got to be an implicit trust and he does trust the players yes to different levels ability wise but during that three months of an unbelievable run everybody that came into that team to a different level did the job yeah and yeah yeah obviously you mentioned Paulo Ruiz but yeah no I don't entirely agree uh, why uh, uh, that uh, uh we're terrible because we've just played some absolutely phenomenal soccer and we're just going through a bit of a 
a blip, and hopefully um, we can turn it around. Now, yeah. nine games to go. If it hasn't improved, then serious questions need to be asked. Yes. But again, money has been spent, and uh, I trust that he, he'll get those players to adapt and, and hopefully settle in, get that confidence back. What you are seeing, though, and this is the concern with no Paolo Ruiz, there's nobody is clean on the ball in the middle of the park, and yeah. that is a massive, massive issue. Again, has to adjust, um, and there's an opportunity for players to step up, do the role slightly different, but first and foremost, just got to be clean on the ball, better decision-making. We're going to head to another break. When we come back, we'll start to preview that Portland Timbers game coming up on Wednesday night. You're listening to the post-game show here on the RSL Radio Network. All right, welcome back into the RSL post-game show here on the RSL Radio Network. Currently, Real Salt Lake 1, Houston Dynamo 1 in the Unified game going on into the last few seconds. 1-1, one, one. Uh, a cracking equaliser by Real Salt Lake. But I think it was in the centre circle. Just booted it yeah. forward, bounced over the keeper, made it 1-1. One, one. It's been thoroughly entertaining and it's been great that there's been a good, solid crowd that's stuck, stuck behind and... Uh, Cheered these uh, players on. Good to see Zach McMath down there coaching as well. Mm-hmm. Always around when it comes to Unified Games. Love the guy. Uh, RSL, though, um, in the men's team, losing 3-0 at home. Not time for me to hit the panic button, but certainly some concerns. Uh, but after the Pablo Mastroeni interview, certainly some things that they can fix. Decision-making, though, the human aspect, um, as we all know, um, is, is something that needs to be worked on. They've, hit, they've had some rough results, and uh, maybe it's just taken them a little bit of time to lick those wounds and bounce back. Yeah, and it's it's quick turnarounds on uh, on these games, so not a lot of time to recover mentally or physically Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday for um, two weeks. But um, I do think in some regards that often is it makes, it makes it a little easier to move on as well when you're just going, going, going. Um, depends on the person, but... Excited to see this team again on Wednesday. Portland in just abysmal form as of late. Um, recently parted ways with uh, one of your favorite coaches. Gio, yeah. Uh, Savarese. Um, so it's hard to catch a team when they're in a transition period like this because I think more often than not, just barely, it does motivate that team to perform a bit better. But tonight with that 3-2 loss against Vancouver at home, uh, hopefully a, a good time to be catching Portland where, you know, RSL typically struggles to play. Yes, yes. Uh, and obviously it's it's uh, a big one for both teams. Um, obviously Portland trying to um, get any semblance of a hope of playoff football. RSL trying to get to that 40-point mark and uh, trying to keep pressure on uh, the teams above them. Um, it's going to be an interesting one. Obviously, the, the turf is, is not our favorite. It's not, it's not great. But we had a very good victory up there in the U.S. Open Cup earlier this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, this team, though, is um, struggling. And after, you know, it, towards the end of July, they, they got uh, three results on the bounce, uh, drawing nil-nil away uh, for, uh, against Colorado, beating Columbus 3-2 at home, then beat San Jose 2-0 at home, played Tigres, lost, Monterey lost, Houston lost, 
Vancouver tonight. They've lost, uh, lost, so they are on a four-game losing streak, conceding plenty of goals uh, as well. Uh, and yeah, it, it's it's an opportunity for RSL uh, to maybe uh, take advantage of maybe some unrest and and um, you know I, I was reading some of the interviews from the Portland Timbers players about squarely on their shoulders they haven't blamed the coach they are the one they got Gio Savare AC5 uh, and uh, obviously they're a team that will be looking to bounce back 28 goals scored this season 41 conceded their home record 4-5-3 and three. better than RSLs but again not particularly good as we would expect mm-hmm. up at Providence Park yeah, and, and you look at RSL on the flip side, 6-3-3, three, and three, still the best um, away record in Major League Soccer. Actually, no, Orlando is now 6-3-3 three, and three on the road as well. Um, tied for the best record on the road in Major League Soccer at the moment. Um, and, and you've got to hope that they can turn this around uh, after this bad run of form, as we've been talking about. It, typically under Pablo, they weren't, they weren't losing consecutive games. They would at least get a point after a loss because they were fixing whatever was happening but clearly a little bit of a rut at the moment losing a big key player and not really having a a solid replacement and and plan for that um it's going to cause some issues but you know they've got four days to to figure that out six three and three on the road as i said against a portland team that's in a transition period that's been having a very difficult time um and but again is at home it's always tough in portland Mm -hmm. Uh, for real salt lake yes but just generally uh, a hard place to play excited to see this one though i mean that that open cup game was so fun four to three win for real salt lake but then they came back here the next week and it was nil nil so not quite sure uh what to expect from this one but hopefully a bit more entertaining for uh the RSL, RSL faithful, faithful. Yeah. than wow, uh, the last the time. there's Amazing. been a couple times tonight where yeah. we've um, on and off the air been very in sync and it's been a, a bit much to be honest with you I don't disagree <laughs> <laughs> you know we've only been doing this together for like six years or oh, something geez, geez. <laughs> well that will do it from myself and Lauren RSL back on the road Wednesday night 8.30 kickoff 7.30 pregame you can join us we'd be Happy to have you along for the ride. From myself, from Lauren, from our producer Christian and our tech stone, have a wonderful rest of your night and weekend. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.